It had to do with my waistline because I uh, gained, I guess, five to six kilos during the year of COVID. And I dedicated to walk in 2021. And I walked, say, 20 kilometers a day. And at some point at the end of a week, I, I, I calculated and I realized if I walk 20 kilometers a day, I have actually walked to another country. And then, and then I looked at a map. Uh, I pulled out a Google Maps and I looked through the Netherlands and I said, if I wanted to walk a stretch of land that would be fascinating, then what would that be? And, and then it just that white line that you see, it's almost like a perfect crest of a moon. It hit me. I said, I'm just doing this. And then it was, I think, two, two weeks later that I, I planned that trip. We're here in Scheveningen today. You've completed your trip and you've actually done Dutch Bros a huge favor uh, coming back on your tracks uh, to share your experience with our listeners. And we're standing close to the fisherwoman on this boulevard of Scheveningen. This is where you ended on your first night? or Yeah. Yeah, this was the first night. So um, it's funny because my wife isn't as fanatical of walking as I am, but she agreed to take the first two days with me. So, um, you know, we walked. The first day was actually very beautiful, which relieved me because if it started to rain, I knew it would be doubly as hard. And, uh, and we just we came in. She, she actually, when I met her uh, some 15 years ago, she, I met her. She was living in The Hague. So uh, it was fun to come it's a back. Real connection. Yeah, so yeah. it was fun to come back to her to the first place that we actually had met. What were some of your impressions? So I'm a little bit prejudiced in the meantime because I'd never really been north of I Mountain. Mm-hmm. So w- what I really felt was that there's two different types of experiences: the one south of I Mountain and the one north of I Mountain. Mm-hmm. And what I really did is I fell in love with the dunes when I started walking south of uh, of I Mountain. It was just a, I felt more connected to nature, where here I saw, I kind of felt like there were cities uh, around, and there it felt like, wow, I I do feel like I'm almost escaping into another another country even. And a very healthy environment to be in these tough COVID times, right? Yeah, that, that was really... A beautiful part of the trip because for a week I, I forgot COVID existed. It was I'm on I'm on the beach alone. Uh, no one has a mask on, pretty much. And you know I brought a lot of food with me. And the few places you could eat, you normally did a typical pick up a coffee here or pick up a sandwich there. And as long as the weather stayed fine, then it was good. But the one thing that I didn't anticipate was that there would be long stretches where you have no coverage because, as you know, in the Netherlands, you, you don't necessarily get uh, an embankment to hide behind. You basically got the wind and it's in your face. And yeah, so, so plot us in double chair, they say. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's as flat as a double chair. Now that's an old Dutch. It's yeah. probably the five cent piece. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what it was. It was that that um, the the long links when it was really rainy or cold. That was uh, that was something that I was lucky. I didn't have a lot of, but when I did, I realized the trip became double as long. Yeah. Well, it's been unseasonally cold mm. for the time of year. As, was that a factor, a big factor on your walk? I'd say from the seven days I walked, because the whole trip it was 140 some odd kilometers. I think at the end, because I walked extra through the dunes, it turned into 170 kilometers. From that seven days, probably two of the days were days when I could feel my fingers going a bit numb and, and I needed almost to get into the hotel just to take a shower. But to defrost. Yeah, to <laughs> defrost. Yeah. So what were some of the highlights along the, the beach? Um, 
some of the, I mean, first of all, the experience of just walking without having to go back to the destination you started from was new for me. It had always been my dream. When you walk along a beach, you see something in the distance, and you always sort of walk just so far, but then you got to turn back to get to where you started from. So the fact that I could just continue walking, there was something romantic and beautiful in that. And um, and, I, and I found places like Eggman on Zay, which I'd never had known about or seen, and it was magical. I mean, it was really, it felt, I, I, you're going to laugh. I got home on the Friday, and on the Saturday, I went back to Eggman on Zay with my wife because I said, I want to live here. Wow. So, uh, so. That's- yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I was after all that walking, the first place I wanted to go back to was to take her there because I said there's a nature in the Netherlands that neither of us have experienced together, and this is just something we have to go back to. Okay, now that doesn't mean the whole international community goes to Egmond on Zee <laughs> in these COVID times. Um, there's been a lot of reporting on um, the impact that people are having on the beach and the environment because this is about the only... Uh, exercise uh, event that we can still take part in is walking. Mm. Did you see any of that? Interestingly, I I didn't have much to compare it to. So I didn't see a lot of pollution. I didn't see a lot of waste left behind. So in general, and, and all the restaurants were closed. So I'm not exactly sure what the actual pollution would have been. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't it's see... It's mainly the impact of people, mm. the mass of people on the beaches uh, in what is the birds' breeding season right oh. now. Uh, even the kite surfers are getting pointed at because they are having a huge impact yeah. in their numbers on our beaches. Yeah, and I saw a lot of that. You've written quite a number of books. Yeah. Um, uh, and the one also involved walking. Are you going to put this into text and print? Uh, you know, it's funny you ask. I, Because of the trip, it fascinated me, and I wrote to uh, a few different outlets to ask if they'd be interested. And one called Dutch, which is a, a magazine covered by people living outside, said that they were interested in covering it. So I did write an article for them that they are going to publish, I think, in September or October. Yeah. Do you, would you like to just inform our listeners of where they can see and hear more about your trip? I think it might be quite inspiring for us in these, um, yeah, rather tough COVID times. You, the, the actual pictures, I found a Dutch group on, um, on uh, Facebook called All Things Dutch. And every day I posted all the pictures from that day. And usually there'd be between, say, 10 or 20 pictures or maybe even more than that. But the groups loved it. I'd never, in all my time posting on Facebook, I didn't realize that you actually have these groups of people that are just passionate about yeah. these subjects. And what was sweet and beautiful about it is that I was taking pictures uh, and I'd mark every location I went in those pictures. So people who were from those locations who were outside of the Netherlands, they loved it because it was a bit like touching home again. Yeah, A beautiful, positive experience in our, in our COVID times and one that we want to highlight. There's a tram. <laughs> the, a genuine Scheveningen train <laughs> coming along here. Uh, Andy Chalov, thank you so much for joining us on Dutch Buzz. Yeah. And keep on trucking. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Dutch Buzz, your listening ear in The Hague. Well,